Hi, I'm Tiffany Roten, and this is Happy Young Adults, Episode 7, How We Can Handle Stress and Overwhelm in Our Life. Welcome to Happy Young Adults. I'm Tiffany Roten, owner of Direct Your Life Coaching. I'm a huge fan of young adults, a mother of five, four of which are young adults, a lover of everything outdoors, and a certified life coach. I'm here to give you tools to feel better, to be more confident, to feel less stress in your life, and to help you look to your future with confidence and excitement. Let me help you learn to become a happy young adult. Hi, everyone. What's up? How are things going for you? Are you guys ready for summer as much as I am? Man, I'm ready. So being a life coach, it's so fun for me to be able to share with you the things that I have learned through years of coaching young adults in hopes that it will help you in your life. So thank you to one of you who recently left a review on my podcast, which I really appreciate. This person said that these podcasts are really helping her when she's feeling down or when she's not having a good day. I'm so glad that this is helping you and hopefully other awesome people like you. I would love you to share my podcast with your friends, with your coworkers, with your roommates and beyond. You don't necessarily have to be a young adult to listen to these podcasts, but I would love you to put a review on my podcast down below where the profile is and rate this podcast. And then if you want to leave any comments, it will just really help the podcast to grow and the audience to grow. And really my purpose is just to reach more and more young adults and to help you wherever you are in your life. It's all helpful information. And part of the reason that I did a podcast to begin with is because I wanted you to have free information to help with any part of your life, even if you aren't at a point in your life where you would like to talk to a life coach. That's totally okay. But I'm just hopeful that this will help you regardless. So today I want to talk to you about one of the things that so many of my clients come to me about. They tell me they are stressed and overwhelmed in their life. I hear that all the time. And some of these are like everyday stresses and, you know, the day-to-day kind of things that go on. And sometimes it's like future stresses and what am I going to do with my life kind of stresses. Some of the comments that I hear often are, I'm I'm totally failing at life or everything is just so stressful. I just can't handle the pressure. Um, another thing I hear sometimes is why does life have to be so hard and so stressful? So many decisions to be made. I hear that school is stressful, that relationships are stressful, that money is stressful. And really you are in a season of your life that requires you to make a lot of decisions and this can create a lot of stress. So I want to help you today to find some ways to manage the stress and overwhelm so that you don't find yourself at breaking point, um, discouraged and ready to give up. So today I'm going to talk to you about three different things. Why do we get overwhelmed and stressed? 
when is stress a good thing and when is it a bad thing? And also I'm going to give you some ways that we can reduce our stress and overwhelm and feel better. So first of all, I want to talk about why we get overwhelmed and stressed. Now, for some of you, the answer might be obvious because what would we say? Because we have so many things that are pressuring us and so many things to do. But is that really the cause? Is that really the core? So remember back to a a few podcasts ago when I showed you that our thoughts create how we feel and then how we feel creates how we act. So if this is true and we understand this correctly, then we know that it's actually our thinking that creates the stress instead of the circumstances around us. So for instance, if we're going into finals week, which it's the time of year when some of you will be heading into that week, is it really the finals that are causing all of the stress and the, and the final assignments and the presentations and the papers and all the things that are due at the end of the semester? Well, our brain tells us it is. But actually, how we choose to think about finals week is really what causes us to feel overwhelmed and stressed. And then when we feel overwhelmed and stressed, then we enter into our tests feeling that way. And that's usually not a super great way to do that. And is that really the way that you want to take your tests? What if we could create calm and confidence in yourself going into finals week and going into our tests feeling confident? It's really possible, you know. So if you're thinking as you go into finals week that this is so stressful, then we literally self-fulfill this statement and what happens? Finals are stressful. If we think, um, if I don't do well on these finals, I might have to give up on school. See how that creates pressure? You might not as perform as good on tests when you're feeling this kind of stress and pressure. So another thing that I hear a lot is I just have too much on my plate. You know, some of you are working and going to school and you have relationships and you're worried about money and you're worried about lots of different things. And so I have too much on my plate. How does that make you feel stressed, right? What about, I don't know how to get all this done. How do you feel? Overwhelmed. Do you see how through these examples we can show that our thinking is really what causes the stress? So getting to the bottom of the stress is really helpful when you understand why you are feeling stressed. Do you know that fear is one of the big reasons why we feel stressed? Now, let me think about that for a minute. Fear is the reason for the stress. And I'm going to give you some examples that illustrate this. So one of the things I work with young adults on is making decisions. And that can cause a lot of stress. But what is really underneath that? Well, we know their thoughts. So what are those thoughts? Well, maybe the thoughts are, I'm afraid that I'm going to make the wrong decision. Or what if someone else like my parents or someone else doesn't like my decision? Or a thought like, what if I get down the road and this doesn't work out or things don't go as planned? Do you see how that kind of thinking creates stress in decision-making? Okay, here's another example. In relationships, we can feel stress, right? We often feel stress, but why? Well, oftentimes it's a fear we have in our mind. I'm afraid of disappointing someone or letting someone down. Maybe it's we fear that someone won't like us. 
Or maybe we're afraid of being left out or feeling rejection. And we fear these things and that creates stress, right? Those those thoughts create stress. So think about in school, for those of you who are in high school or in college or in a job, same thing. We think that the stress is caused by the workload, right? By the stupid professors. I hear that all the time. My professor is so stupid and he requires too much of me, right? But let's look at that a little bit closer. So is it more driven by our own procrastination and fear that we're not going to get something done? Or maybe we think I'm afraid I won't do well. Or what if I don't pass my classes? What if my GPA drops because of this? Maybe your stress comes from what if I can't find the right major or even what happens if I don't graduate? Okay. Again, do you see how that thinking and all of those fearful thoughts are creating stress in school? Okay. Let me give you one more example to illustrate this. So money problems and stress can be linked back to that sneaky, sneaky emotion of fear and fearful thinking. So maybe you have the thought of, of fearing of not having enough, right? Like we fear, oh no, what if I don't have enough money? Oh no, what if, what if I can't make tuition? So I had a client, oh, about a year ago who was really afraid that he would not make his truck payment. He loved this truck and he was always just so worried, stressed to the max all the time. He's like, what if I can't make this trust, you know, this truck payment? And his whole world kind of revolved around this stress. So was this stress helpful in, you know, making the money to make his truck payment? Well, stay tuned because I'm going to revisit this story and tell you a little bit more about it later. So this kind of leads me into my next point that I want to talk about is, and that is, is stress a good thing or is it a bad thing? So I've had clients tell me that stress is actually good because it's how they operate and how they get stuff done and it motivates them. And then I've had other clients who tell me that stress is killing them and it's causing anxiety and depression. So there is a book called The Upside of Stress, and it's by Kelly McGonigal. And she explains that stress doesn't always have to be bad. Stress can actually help us if we use it to our advantage. So one of the claims that she makes is that we can channel our stress into actual energy that boosts our performance. So in this book, they took a study and they took two groups of students and they asked them what emotion was really helpful before they gave a presentation in in school or, or, you know, this could be in work as well. Was it more helpful to be calm or excited? Well, as it turns out, more of them said that excitement was more helpful. It helped them to be more confident and competent. And that's because they didn't just try to be, you know, calm down that anxiety, but instead they channeled that stress into actual energy um, to make that presentation fun. So there are times that stress can be really helpful, but when is stress and overwhelm a problem? Well, the biggest question here would be, what are you thinking and what is it causing for you? How is it causing you to feel? What kind of actions is it causing you to do? So if feeling stress causes you to shut down, to panic, to be anxious, to get overwhelmed, to get really stuck in your life, then you know that it's not helping you 
and it's not driving what you want. And there's tons of evidence that stress can actually cause a lot of health problems, sleeping problems, and other things like that. So you really have to decipher what it's doing for you. But if stress is a motivator to get things done, then it can be helpful. Does that kind of make sense? So I want you to think about Olympians, right? We've got an Olympics coming up here. As these Olympians train and they work at their sport, there are some times when it's stressful, right? These people are putting a lot of stress on their body. There's a lot of time, a lot of pressures being put on them. But they are masters at learning how to channel this excitement or stress into pushing them harder, to working harder, to achieving greater things. And it is possible that they are partly powering this their sport from this place of confidence and belief in themselves. And I know they work a lot on mental strategies and that also is helping, but they do that and they allow, you know, the excitement or the stress to kind of be a driving force for them. Even I've noticed that sometimes performing under pressure, I really get a lot of things done. When I have a deadline, it pushes me to finish something and then I tend to get it done. And that feeling of a little bit of stress can drive us. But I've also seen how stress and overwhelm cause me some fatigue, makes me feel out of control, and it causes me not to sleep very well. And you can see that's not very helpful, right? So if stress is causing us to not perform as well as we would like, or it's keeping us in patterns of anxiousness, then how do we reduce the stress and overwhelm? Well, we, we tell ourselves that the best way to feel less stress is to just reduce what we're doing, right? Just stop doing all the things we're doing. And sometimes that's true. But I want you to pay attention before that as to what you're thinking and why. Stress always starts with stress thinking, which makes us feel stressed. And then we act out in stress. And just a side note, stress can roller coaster out of control and really be a cause of a lot of anxiety and depression. So cleaning out your mind and making a list of all the thoughts that are creating the problem is really helpful. Find out what is the real problem here. Are you thinking that there's too many things going on? Is it others or ourselves thinking that we have to be perfect at whatever we're doing? Are we thinking that we can't make the time or we don't have the time for all the things we need to do? Are we fearing maybe what will happen? Asking ourselves these questions is what allows us the ability to look at things in our life and find patterns in our thinking. So I, for one, found a pattern last Christmas time. So I am always, you can ask my kids, I'm always stressed at Christmas time. So when I started writing down and clearing my mind of all of the things that were going on up there in that big head of mine, I took a look at what was causing it and why. And I realized that it was my expectations and I was trying to reach them. And so many of them that it was creating stress because I was trying to fit fit everything into my schedule and doing all the things that make Christmas great. And in my mind, I'm thinking, what if I don't have enough for my kids or I'm always trying to make it equal between my five kids of who, who, you know, who's getting what for Christmas morning. You know, I'm thinking, will they be disappointed if we don't do the gingerbread house tradition? Or will the neighbors think we're dumb if we don't get all the neighborhood gifts out and give them something? 
And so, you know, I, other things is like, Oh, what if we don't have a family Christmas party, you know, with the extended family, then, you know, it's gonna cause our family not to be close. Do you see how all these things that I'm thinking and that I recognized that was causing the stress in my head and it was kind of roller coasting out of control. And I found that every Christmas I was feeling stressed. And so I had to take a real good look at that and decide whether that was helpful or not. So the second thing that can help us when we get into stress and in, and finding out what these things cause is go, kind of going to worst case scenario, right? What does this mean and what does this look like? For, for instance, if you're stressed about money, for instance, okay, take that scary thought that you have and we're, and we can find the worst and the best case scenarios. So for instance, if your thought is, I don't know how I'm going to make the car payment like that client I was talking about before. Let's look at that. I don't know how to make the car payment. How, how does that make you feel like stressed, right? So let's look at that. So what is the worst case scenario if you don't make your car payment? Okay. We think it's the end of the world. Like this is it, right? So what happens if his truck payment is late? Okay. Or he doesn't make it. Well, there's a few things that could happen. They could send him letters in the mail. They could send him emails telling him it's late. Worst case scenario is they're going to repossess his truck. Um, by the way, it takes a super long time of no payments for banks to actually do that. Um, another worst case scenario is he doesn't have anything to drive. Now that doesn't really sound fun, right? But even with all of this, he wouldn't die. The world would keep turning and uh, just working through these things in our mind allows us to kind of go to the fear and then move past it because there are other options, right? Like he could ride a bus. Yeah, not fun, but it's doable. There's lots of options, right? If we really look at it. Well, what would the base, best case scenario be? Well, he he figures out, oh man, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make my truck payment. And this is actually what happened with this client is we started talking about ways that he could find uh, and generate money. So he was like, well, I could go mow my grandma's lawn and she'd pay me. I'm like, okay, great idea. And he's like, my dad always is saying, hey, if you clean out the garage, I'll pay you. So right, um, best case scenario is he just goes and tells his parents, hey, I'm going to bind this month. Any way you could help me out, right? Maybe he has to call the bank and let them know, listen, I'm struggling. I didn't get a, you know as big a cha- paycheck. And oftentimes banks will totally work with you, right? And best case scenario is he's going to figure it out and he's going to make his truck payment. You see how much stress is causing that. But when we go to worst case scenario, then we go to best case scenario, we see options. We see that it's possible. So maybe in order to feel better through this stressful time is he could find a thought instead of, oh no, what if I don't make my truck payment to... I don't know how I'm going to, you know, but I'm going to find a way to make my truck payment. This can be so, so helpful with so many of the things that we fear and stress about. So another thing that is so helpful when we're stressed, and I know I have a number of clients that really don't like to plan out their lives or have a schedule, but I am telling you, plan, 
plan, plan. Why is making a plan so helpful? Well, what it does is it allows our minds to rest, knowing that things are accounted for and that things will happen because you've already planned it out in advance instead of like, what happens if I can't get this done? And oh my gosh, I have three assignments due and and we go on and on about that. We can look at our plan and make a plan. Well, today I'm doing this. Tomorrow I'm doing that. The next day I'm doing this. We have a plan and it gives our brain freedom. Waiting to the last minute and procrastinating and not planning is one of the main reasons why so many students get so stressed out at finals time and during school. Making a plan will give you that mental freedom. So how do we do this? First, you've got to make a list of all of the things that are stressful, all the things you need to do. And you get out a piece of paper and you just write them all down. All those things that are making you feel stressed and overwhelmed. Get that out of your head. Just, just that alone is, is really helpful. And, you know, just get it down on paper. Okay. And then, and then now you're going to make a schedule that allows you not only to plan out and figure out when you're going to get those assignments done, when you're going to take the finals, when you're going to do this, but you can also see and plan some downtime, some time to hang out with friends, some time to rest, time to study, time to eat, time to exercise. You see how you can totally plan that in and find, you know, I have people tell me, well, a, a schedule doesn't give me freedom, but the opposite is true. It actually gives you more freedom because you can see that you actually have time to do all the things you want to and all the things you need to. So plug into the schedule a time when you can get all the things done that you need to. And always, always plan some time for yourself to rest and rejuvenate. You need to do that, especially during finals week, for instance. And then you figure out when you're going to get everything done, right? And it allows some mental rest. And I want you to think about and find some time in that schedule, something that fills your bucket. What thoughts help you feel calm? Um, Find things that help you feel good, whether that's music or hanging out with friends or exercising, whatever that is, that kind of fills your bucket and and not only releases endorphins that helps you overcome that stress, but just helps you feel better. But thinking, learning to think things like, I know that things are going to work out and be okay. I know I'm going to get through finals week. I know I can handle whatever comes. I know I'm strong enough to do this. Isn't that an empowering thought? I know I can plan and get everything done. Those things make us feel confident, empowered, ready to paint the world red. Maybe it's thinking, you know, going to a place where you imagine yourself on a white sandy beach and you've got the waves crashing into the shore, visualizing visualizing something that you love and enjoy. Thinking about these things and how you enjoy them helps you feel calm. And then when you're calm, you will act in a more calm way. And what these do is it helps you to find ways to calm yourself down when you're feeling stressed and getting to the root of your thinking problem. So on my Instagram right now, which is Tiffany underscore Roten, R-H-O-T-O-N, on my profile, I have a link that's specifically for those of you who are students and going into finals week in the next whole month. It's tips for surviving finals week, and it includes a sample plan that you can look at and see how you can schedule in all your finals. 
And then also it gives you um, just a blank plan that you can fill out for yourself. So I've tried to make it as easy as possible to make a schedule for yourself um, so that you can feel less stressed at finals time. And that's all for free, by the way. So I want to give you an example of a client that I had today. And she had a lot of schoolwork to get done before she's leaving on this big trip with her family. And she described herself as feeling really stressed out. She wasn't getting anything done. And she thought all of her stress was being caused by all of the schoolwork she needed needed to do. But as we looked, we found some other things. She was thinking things like, well, I can just do it later. Or, oh, I hate school. It's so boring. Or I need to get a 4.0 this semester. That made her feel pressured. Um, this is such a waste of time. See how that just doesn't take you to a place of getting things done. It's not motivating, right? Um, another thing she said was, I have better things to do. Not motivating. None of those statements, none of that thinking is going to help her get this done. So instead, she was procrastinating at everything and then feeling really stressed. So we identified this thinking and we figured out what was really causing the stress and the procrastination. And we also learned that we actually had a choice. She had a choice in how she wanted to feel preparing for finals and getting this stuff done so that she could go enjoy this vacation. She wanted, I asked her, what do you want to feel? And she said, I want to feel calm and motivated. Well, how do we create a, an emotion if we want to create something? We create it by thinking something that makes us want to feel a certain way. So what did we do for her? First, we created a thought and she, this is a thought she came up with. And she said, I am capable of planning my time and getting everything done before this trip. That helped her feel confident in herself that she's capable. And then what we did was we sat down and in our actions, we made a plan for finals week to get everything done that she needed to. And I can't even tell you her stress level went down by a hundred notches. And guess what? She got it all done and she wasn't taking all of her final stress to the max because she had a plan and she had a measure of calmness with a little bit of stress, I'm sure, and nerves and all the things that come, but it really helped her get through the week and accomplish it all. So the question we want to ask ourselves is, do you want to run your life as a stress case or do you want to power your life from confidence, from feeling capable and feeling assured that you can handle whatever you need to. So one more example real quick before we end. So it's kind of an example of my own life and the stress. And yes, I still get stressed all the time. I know I have tools now to help me, you know, back myself down off these cliffs at times. So today I had to run to an appointment and it was 30 miles from my house. And I thought that I had left in plenty of time to get there. I, I'm typically a person that gets to places on time. But I didn't anticipate how bad the traffic was going to be on the freeway and how heavy it was. And I realized, oh, no, I'm going to be late. And let me tell you, some of that stressful thinking started racing through my head as I was clearly breaking. I mean, clearly breaking the speed limit. That's it's a talent I have. Yes, don't tell any of the policemen around, okay? So, these are some of the things that I was thinking that was creating this stress because I I kind of recognized, "Oh, I'm feeling stressed. Why?" 
So these are some of the things I was thinking. Well, the office is going to think I'm a total flake because I'm late. They're going to be mad at me. They're not going to let me come in and I'm going to have to reschedule. The doctor's going to be irritated and, and messed up or, and, and because I've messed up her schedule and on and on and on. And do you see how all that thinking made me just super stress the max and I'm racing up the freeway, right? So as I recognize this, I'm like, okay, what do I do? So I went to worst case scenario. That's something I love to do. And I'm like, okay, so what is a problem if my, if the office goes ahead and thinks I'm a flake? Am I a flake? No, not usually. I really do try to be on time most of the time. I'm real. I really was doing the best that I could. So what if the office is mad at me? Like big deal, right? I can be confident that I tried to get there on time and there were, there were just some things that were totally out of my control today. Maybe I am going to have to reschedule. And what's the harm in that? No problem, right? It wasn't a major emergency. It was just getting, you know, a checkup. Will they really be mad at me? I don't know. But they probably see this on a regular daily basis of people that are late for their appointment. So guess what? They can choose what they want to think. And I can choose what I want to think. And I'm still a good human. So what I did is I talked myself down off this ledge of stress to calm And then I just showed up at the appointment being like, well, and you know, what's funny. They didn't even say a word to me and the doctor was behind. And so it wasn't a big deal at all. And wouldn't we just, uh, it's just a better way to live by powering our life from calm and confidence instead of stress. Do you see how that works? So I just want to review quickly what we've talked about today on reducing stress and overwhelm in your life. So again, first find out why you're stressed, what's causing it. Well, we know it's thinking, but find out what that thinking is. Second, I want you to figure out whether those thoughts are that are creating that stress are helpful or is it causing, um, you know, the stress, right? If it's causing you harm, if it's, if it's not helpful, figure that out. And the third thing is find ways to reduce your stressful thinking. That is the the, the cause of the stress. Find an emotion that you want to power your life from rather than stress. You know, this can be done by, again, identifying what that thinking is, going to the worst case scenario and realizing it's not the end of the world. And then plan, 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 just making a plan and sticking to it. And you will be so amazed at the result. So the reality is we all deal with stress in life and it's not to say that that stress is necessarily going to go away. There will be times when it gets out of control and we get a little out of control, but these tips are so helpful and the more you practice them, the better you will get at managing stress. So just a reminder, I have those tips of surviving finals week on my Instagram profile. Just go there totally free. Would love you to take advantage of that free resource. I just want you to know that I love you amazing humans and I so believe in you. And I believe in these tips that I teach. I believe that they make a huge difference in how we look at life and how we handle life and how we deal with the things that are thrown at us. As always, if you need help with stress or anything else in your life, you can always find me at directyourlifecoaching.com and you can go to contact on that site and uh, let's find some time to talk and figure out ways that I can help you. 
So that is all I have for you today. Have an amazing week. Until next time. Bye. Are you in need of a life coach? Everyone needs someone to talk to, someone who doesn't judge you, someone who is safe and listens to understand. What if that someone was me? If you want to find confidence, a new outlook, a new different way to look at your life, come, please let me help you. I coach one-on-one over video conferencing or I do group coaching. We can work on whatever struggles you are facing in your life right now. Go to directyourlifecoaching.com. But just a warning, you will never be the same again.